What's going on, good people? Winter is coming review. NXT War Games preview. I don't think I told Casey before this that we were doing both at the same time. But anyway, if Casey wants to stick around for the War Games preview, he can. We're going to start out with the AEW Winter is coming review or whatever we want to call it because we're not going to talk. I, I think we're going to talk Actually, about Actually, Winter points. is here. Winter is here right now. I don't think Winter is technically here. Like, when does Winter start? Casey, you know these things. The 21st of December. Well, but no, it's here well, right winter now. Well, Winter is not here. No, dude. it's... It... <laughs> it's here for me. When, it, when it's is, cold, it, it's here. It's here. That right is now. the exact point of Winter not being here right now, actually. But anyway. Um, <laughs> exciting. Uh, definitely, I think it was an exciting show. Got a lot to talk about from this show. But real quick, I want to give you a chance, if you're watching on Facebook, Give us a like, share the video. If you're watching on YouTube, you know, same, same. Well, no, you can give us a like too, and subscribe, and share the video. Um, and if you want to listen to us, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, several different platforms. Uh, on the review tonight and preview tonight, we have Casey DJ and why did I start start with Casey? Anyway, Casey DJ and Justin, <laughs> and uh, you know, and all that good jazz. But it should be fun. Should be a good discussion. I'm excited. To, to uh, talk about this show because I I, I kind of I really enjoyed it, especially when it's coming, and then of course preview the world game. So we'll be right back after this quick message, not from our sponsor. Let's get it. So welcome to the Instant Classic Wrestling <clears throat> Podcast, the only podcast that is always an instant classic. And you're Woo! And we want to punch Jim Cornette in the face repeatedly until he bleeds because he's stupid. <laughs> we will see you on the flippity dippity. Oh, yeah. Alrighty, here we are. Getting ready for this. Uh, winter is coming. Not preview, but review. Um, definitely should be very interesting uh, to, to talk about because, I mean, I, I enjoyed the show. I thought it was good. Um, overall, I mean, overall, I thought it was good. It's typical, uh, typical AEW to me. Like, I enjoyed it, but at the same time, um, there were some hit and miss points to me, but, uh, some of the cooler moments were were cool. Some of the other moments were not, Uh, and even before we went live, I was kind of like, you know, there were some parts I cared about and there were some parts I didn't. And I feel like Sting was one of them. Kenny winning the title was the other. The Impact Little Partnership was the other on top of that other Kenny Omega winning. Uh, But, I mean, other than that, I was just kind of like, I mean, the show was okay. But besides those two moments, nothing else, like, stood out to me where I was like, I got to watch that. And, of course, um what are uh, wrestling friends for when they uh, spoil the best part of the show for you. <laughs> Not going to name names uh, on the, on the panel here, but it was one of these two fellas and, and I'm sure Casey will let you know who it was, but nonetheless, um, but I, I mean, I, I, I was, st- I still like felt excited to watch the show, even though I knew that Sting was coming. Um, and then of course I was in the group chat learning about uh, the impact thing. But, like, I didn't know how it happened. So it was, like, it was still exciting to watch because I didn't know how 
some of the stuff happened. I just knew because even Justin had told me about the impact thing too that there was something. And I wish he would have said that about Sting. He should have been like, you should you should just watch the show. But nonetheless, I'm gonna stop getting on Justin. Uh, but nonetheless, I, I was excited. I think overall the show the show was okay. I think the the highs were highs and the lows I didn't care about. Uh, so that was kind of my kind of my overall thoughts. And I guess we'll jump. We'll probably jump into the. Uh, We'll, we'll jump into the main event actually first, but overall thoughts, guys, of how you felt about kind of what we had going on with with winter is coming. First of all, oh, uh, real quick, somebody... it was not better than uh, I'll tell you this: it was not better than Halloween Havoc. If we're talking about specials that were on live TV, it was not better than Halloween Havoc. I will put that there. I will put that on my mama. Wait, wait. DJ Mama! DJ Mama! Uh, first of all, somebody needs to comment uh, on this video or the live stream and tell DJ that we need to update the intro. That intro is incredible and timeless, okay? <laughs> I, I think I'm probably going to keep it around, and I'll probably try to get the rest of the intros from you and just use them all interchangeably or something. I don't know. We'll figure out something because you got plenty of intros that, that you sent me that I probably will never find again, but we're going to find them or we'll recreate them. We'll just wear wigs as all the people that uh, did them. Uh, <laughs> you know, and it'll work. Okay, okay. Um, you know, I I don't really think personally to me, I didn't think there was really uh, lows in this match or in this show, um, like there was nothing really bad in the show. Um, it was just you know the the two big you know high high parts or high spots or whatever, and then I felt like the rest of it was you know for AEW a solid show. It wasn't anything to write home about it didn't knock you out of the park but it wasn't we've we've seen worse shows we've seen worse raws and smackdowns you know it was a good solid show you know it it kept you interested i felt like well i mean what do you think about it in comparison to its nxt counterpart with uh the last live show they did which i think was I think it was uh halloween havoc i'm not mistaken that was the last like wednesday live special on USA that they did. I mean, I think to me comparing, for the most part, comparing NXT to AEW for me is just who do I like more in certain matches? You know, who do I like on the roster more? Um, and there's there's certain guys that I like more on NXT, there's certain guys that I like more on AEW. Now, I will bring up something that uh, Adam says quite a bit, and it makes sense, is that AEW doesn't make sense with their booking and their writing. Um, I mean, I love Kazarian. Don't get me wrong. Why the hell was he in a singles match with Chris Jericho? That didn't make any sense to me at all. For the first time ever. Yeah, like, I I was like, okay, but why? I mean, if you watched last week, you would understand why they're in a match. 
Yeah, well, I didn't. So why? Oh, it's because and MJF. Why explain he, it to us. Because okay, MJF sucker punched. Uh, I'll tell you this for the quick. So MJF sucker punched. Um, it was Christopher Daniels, and then it was um, Kazarian who got revenge, who gave MJF a sucker punch. So. They go like, oh, you know what? Let's just set up Jericho and MJ. I mean, not MJF. Jericho and Kazarian for the first time ever. So that's basically how that got so, set up. So hold up. Hold up. Daniels gets sucker punched. And Kazarian faces Jericho. What? Yeah, I know. It, 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 that, the, that's the part that doesn't make sense. You think it'll be uh, MJF and, and Kazarian. But yeah, it just doesn't make sense. You punched me in the face. Now that guy's gonna face that guy. <laughs> and then, what? um, and then MJF goes backstage. You're like, who sucker punches somebody? Go like, why would you do? You know, I like, doing this whole heel promo. Like, it's well, funny. <laughs> and like, that that was one of the like lows. Like, not that it was a bad match. It was just I didn't care about it because I had no reason to care about it. Besides, oh, yeah. Chris Jericho, oh, Kazarian, oh, together in a match, oh, first time, like, that was it, like, that was that was the only thing. Um, Justin, real quick, overall thoughts, I do have a point to make about AEW, that I'll probably make every um, time we watch AEW, but. You know, I thought this was, I think this was probably one of their, like, best shows that Dynamite has ever had, like, um, from last year to this year. This is probably their favorite, like, not wrestling-wise, but, like moments wise you know like with the sting debut and like the stuff that happened at the end i think this yeah this is really i mean they did some really good booking here on this show and i'm just excited to see what happens next week on dynamite and see what happens you know on tuesday with impact it's it's gonna be interesting here though it's gonna be very interesting definitely uh we'll get into the main event so you kind of if you if you didn't watch the show you kind of if you didn't watch it, so you kind of understand what what he means by that, just in case you're watching a review to know what happened, so you didn't have to watch it. But um, what I do love about AEW, and it like, and I feel like this is like cliche, especially for us to say now because we say it all the time. But um, I feel like AEW gives us like an old school feel, and that I guess that will kind of trigger into the main event a little bit. But like. AEW, like, for, for whatever reason, and like I said, there are some things that miss with me in terms of, it could just be characters, it could just be uh, certain things I just don't like, but I love the seriousness of it. You know, I love the making it feel like a sport with the records and, and like, stuff like that. Like, the some of the little things that AEW does that we really haven't well, I haven't personally seen in wrestling a lot as of late, you know, kind of treating it as a sport. We always talked about that and, you know, we, we kind of harped on WWE for not doing that. So now it's cool to see AEW kind of take it a, a little bit further and, and actually do that. Like, and, and when I say it feels a little old school and feel free to chime in, you know, whenever you, whenever either one of you'd like, um, with AEW, like I like some of the little things that they do with having the cameraman in the hallway to watch John Moxley do his entrance. Like that's cool. That like, and it's like something that's missing. Like not not to say that everybody needs to be followed down the hallway every time they walk to the ring, but like certain guys, you know, like like that's what made Kenny Omega and John Moxley feel big to me. Is 
Kenny Omega's entrance was completely different than John Moxley's entrance, albeit John Moxley does come through the crowd. But still, even then, you know, think about it. Like for some reason, it gave me like, and and I know people will laugh at this, but it gave me like Rock Austin vibes a little bit in the way that it was presented. Not necessarily. I'm not gonna necessarily say the star power is on the same level, but in the way that it was presented, it gave me Rock Austin vibes because I remember watching Stone Cold. And Moxley walks similarly. He has that little, like, almost, like, arrogant strut about him. Um, And it gave me this, like, Austin Rock vibe because, like, I remember seeing Austin come out for a big match. And he's being, you know, recorded walking down the hallway with his title. You know, that that was cool. That was cool to me. Like, like I enjoyed that. That was, that was fun. Like, that made me, like, okay – like there's little there's little things like that that are missing in wrestling I, I think a lot now that really add to how big this match is considering it's just a normal dynamite yes it is kind of a one of those weekly or monthly specials or whatever but like you made me feel like it's a it, it's that way you know and and a lot of it's in how it's presented um cuz I'm not going to say that AEW is like the the most highly budgeted show look you know uh, as far as its aesthetic but at the same time they have this way of making moments feel bigger well to kind of to kind of play off of that or to add to that i and you know dj you know you kind of know this about me i'm i've always been you know the the kind of fan that i would rather a smaller budget i i i like the old school um, well, and AEW kind of reminds me of this in a way, but like the old, um, impact, you know, back when it was in the asylum, like, I like that. It's kind of, you know, it's not super bright. It's not, you know, it's not the lights everywhere. You don't it's have not, LED boards everywhere. And all yeah. That. It's not raw, you know, it's, it's its own thing. And it, you know, you don't you don't have to focus fully on the aesthetic of the entrance or, you know, the arena. You could focus on the storytelling in the, in the ring and the wrestlers and all that. Um, So I like that, but I also like that just in general, AEW has like really cool entrances. Like I love Darby Allen's entrance. I love that he comes in that side door, you know, on his skateboard, just little things like that. That it's not just, oh, another guy coming out through the curtain. Oh, another guy coming out through the curtain. That gets kind of boring after a while. Give me something different, you know? And and those camera angles do that. You know, like, me me coming, you know, me as a, because you got to remember, we're looking at, so that camera following John Moxley to the ring, or him coming towards you to the ring, that's me. He's coming towards me. You know, that's cool. Like, I like that. Um, yeah, I cool. agree. And, and and to, kind of to add to that, going back to again, impact. I remember, I I remember back, you know, again the early earlier days, you know, when they had like that tunnel that they would come out, and there would be a camera like on their back, like watching them come through, like walk through the tunnel, little unique things like that, kind of you know set you apart and like you know, makes you a little bit different than every, every other wrestling company. And I think too, uh, 
oddly enough that we talked about this when we talked about full gear but they ditched the cleaner thing tonight didn't they did they they finally like did I, i'm pretty sure they did I justin think so they ditched. i them. heard him no when he announced, i mean when, when, now- uh justin roberts announced him um oh yeah did- they yeah they ditched that but like i heard on the commentary you know them them calling him the cleaner and stuff okay. i didn't i didn't I, maybe i didn't pay attention enough but like it, I, that was interesting to me because we just talked about it you know how it didn't make sense and, and it was kind of one of those things that was should have maybe been left in japan uh but i mean i i liked it i like you know because I, I do love justin roberts i think he does a, a good job um it's, it's Justin, right? I'm not like tripping over his name. Yeah, right it's, it's Justin okay. Roberts. For some reason, it felt like yeah. I was saying something that I wasn't trying to say. But uh, but yeah, I, I I love his you know ring announcing style. He makes everything feel that much bigger. I think he said far too much about Kenny when he was coming out. Uh, I was like, I mean, you gonna tell us his whole backstory during this entrance or what? But that that, that was kind of weird. But nonetheless, I mean, I mean overall. I, in, t- in terms of this match, I thought it, I thought it was good. I thought it started out kind of slow. Uh, talking about the main event, it started out a little bit slow, and like even when they were outside of the ring, like it wasn't that I was disinterested. It was just it just felt like it was it was a little lethargic. It was a little slow. Um, but then once they really got going, I I enjoyed it, which is to, a lot of times with me. Uh, some matches start out slow, and then once it kind of gets going, I, I I get more into it. Um, I mean, but overall. Good, good, good match. I think they worked well together. Of course, they've worked together before. I think they worked together like a year or so ago in that. Yeah, it was that full gear. It was in the in the lights out match. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, they they have experience working with each other, and and I think this was another indication of that. Um, and I think they they did well. I mean, I I liked it. I enjoyed it. Uh, it was a very I I thought it was a very entertaining finish. Uh, with Don Callis coming out and being involved, but like acting like he's not involved, but then at the end you realize he is involved. Uh, with the whole mic shot and everything, he came out and was like, you know, well, Moxley threw Omega into the heater or something like that. Um, and then Callis is kind of like trying to be like, you know, what, calm down, calm down, which is which was interesting because it was like Moxley was almost like turning heel here. But then the ending makes you feel like Omega turned heel at the same time, because uh, he threw him into the heater, and Don Cass is like, you know, you know, not not necessarily stop the match, but just like, you know, he's hurt, he's hurt, you know, give him a second, he's hurt, uh, and then didn't Moxley knock him? Moxley knocked him down, right? And that's how the so, mic got um, into the ring. Yeah, that yeah, that's how it got into the ring. Yeah. Yeah, so the mic got into the ring, and they had some sort of gentleman's agreement. I don't, I haven't been watching AEW week after week, so I don't necessarily. I mean, I guess it was no weapons or something like that, um, because when Moxie brought in the chairs earlier, they mentioned the gentleman's agreement um, on commentary. But uh, he ended up hitting him with the microphone, and then hitting the what is one winged angel? Is that what it's called? His his finisher. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm just trying to make sure I got it all right. But uh, hit the one in that one winged. One winged angel and uh, ended up the winning, what? Ended, ended up uh, winning the title and then Don Callis and, and him kind of flee and and after the match the the uh, the guy backstage was like you know can we get a word can we get a word can we get a word 
and he stopped for like a second and said, "You have to find that on Impact Wrestling." And I, I mean, I, I thought that was cool. Um, you know, I knew that something was gonna go down with Impact and AEW coming into the show, but I, I mean, that, that's you know, that, that, that's kind of cool because it kind of blurs those little rival lines or whatever. Since every, I guess, every wrestling company are, are rivals at this point or something. Like, I, I thought, I thought it was cool because, like, I, I thought it was cool, but I hope it doesn't become overdone. You know, because a lot of the stuff that we see that, like, this isn't the first time we've seen something like this, but we haven't in a while, I don't think. I don't think we've had something like this where Impact's over here, AEW's over here. We haven't seen something like this in, in quite some time from two companies this big. I mean, I know Ring of Honor like, Japan since, did something. Like, 2001. That's, yeah. like, not since, the, like, the whole big invasion angle. Mm-hmm. So, that, I mean, that that was cool. And, and like, even with the invasion angle, it wasn't two separate companies. Like these are literally legit two separate companies. Yeah, because uh, you know, yeah, because McMahon, you know, they bought you know bought out WCW. Right. At that point. Right. So I mean, I, I I'm I'm excited. I, I'm definitely going to watch Impact this week. Uh, I've been trying to catch up on Impact. I'm almost there. Uh, trying. To catch yeah, up and on this week they have us. Um, and then so next week they have a special. It's like the final like Impact special of the year. It's um like final resolution or something like that. Yeah, so that I mean that'll be exciting. And I'm interested to see since final resolution is that close. Will they? What will they? Will they have maybe a title defense on final resolution? Because of course, I mean, I know you got Rich Swan and um who's he facing? I don't know why I can't think of it right now, but who is he facing? I can't think of Rich Rich Swan and oh Chris Bay. Oh yeah, that's right, that's right, Chris Rich Swan Bay. And Chris Bay. So. And I just saw it, and I don't know why I couldn't think of it. But th- I mean, I wonder if they're gonna do something with it. You know, I wonder if they're gonna they're gonna have the AEW champion defend in some way or, or something. You know, or you know, maybe even show up or whatever, just to kind of keep that going. Uh, it'd be interesting. But I mean, overall, I thought the main event was good. Like I said, started started out slow to me. Uh, as it built, it was better, and then the ending, of course, was was pretty fun. Uh, and pretty epic. Um, I felt like, and I mean, I, I I really enjoyed it. Uh, Justin, what was your kind of thoughts on the main event and the kind of partnership that Impact and AEW may have? Um, you know, I really enjoyed this match. See, but I don't think it was better than their lights out match. And maybe because you know this was just like a you know a AEW Dynamite, you know, just a you know normal TV special, and that there was some commercials during this, like. This could have been, you know, easily, this could have been on a pay-per-view. But, you know, they give it away on free television. You know, I'm not going to complain about that. But I thought the match was, I thought the match was fun. Um, and it was fine. Uh, I like the, how we saw a whole bunch of V-triggers in this match. Like, this a whole bunch, a whole bunch of V-triggers. I also like that spot you were talking about with the heater when um, John Moxley hit the paradigm shift. That That was nice. They try to do that whole like like concussion angle, like like oh you know um that you know make us hurt you know he has concussion, you know and I I kind of do agree with you like how I feel like the fans and like they were trying to make Moxie kind of look like a heel a little bit during this match like I feel like the fans were churning on him I, that that's what it felt like to me but you know instead they you know did a flip here you know a, a Omega um. 
But I also like how they brought the chairs into the ring, how they started slapping each other. That, that was a pretty cool in the match. Um, there's one thing I have a gripe about. I wish that, you know, when Kenny Omega was doing the one wing angel, I wish that um, Don Callis was still on commentary at that point saying, hook the leg, hook the leg. Because in his matches back in Japan, when Don Callis announced, um, when announcing his matches, you know, that's what he said. He said, hook the leg, hook the leg, you know, like in his match against um, Okada and, and all that. So I kind of wish, you know, um, that Don Callis was said that, but I, I thought it was, I thought it was awesome. You know, it was time for Moxley to, um, it was time for Moxley to lose the title here. I think it was, you know, the right moment and, and who knows, maybe they have a rematch, you know, at the next pay-per-view, um, at, um, AW revolution, you know, maybe Moxley becomes, a the first ever, you know, the second time. AW champion because you know we you know we had Jericho and then we had Moxley and you know now we have Omega and then you know have a first ever two time champion that could be interesting, um, but apparently I think the reason I there's like a reason why they took the title off him because I think at um, Wrestle Kingdom um, this next year they don't want like John Moxley like no no they want Omega they want the title being defended at um. Wrestle King, the AEW Championship being defended at Wrestle Kingdom, and I guess they want Omega defending the title or something. Um, but I think it's does it have anything to ahead. do with uh, Moxley potentially taking time off sometime soon? Because of course, oh know, Renee yeah, because he is going to be taking. Yeah, and he also um, Moxley still has the um, NW NJPW United States Championship. He still has that. Which I don't know when he's going to defend that again. Well, and if they were gonna, you would think if they were gonna defend the AEW championship on uh, Wrestle Kingdom, he'll they wouldn't want him defending both of them on the same night, I guess, too. True. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I think that he does want to take some time off, also. But no, it was it was a good match. It, it was really fun, and especially with the ending there, with you know the whole microphone and all that, you know that you know turning. Um, Omega Hill, that that was awesome. And then, you know, when Alex Marvez is trying to interview him at the end there, he says, tune in on Tuesday. He goes like, everybody goes like, Tuesday? Tuesday? He goes like, what? He goes like, yeah, that was cool. Dynamite's on, Wednesday. Dynamite's on Wednesdays. He goes like, he'll be on Impact Wrestling on, on Access TV. I go like, like this, this just helps out, you know, both companies. You know, this helps elevate Impact. And you know you got those impact haters going, like, "Oh, this is gonna be terrible." Go like, "Why does it have to be Impact Wrestling? Why can't it be a different company?" But like, why can't people just let you know? Why can't we just all enjoy wrestling? You know, what I mean, like, who cares what company it is? Like, this don't complain like about you know this company's better. Oh, this company's better. Like, it's it's, it's just weird with wrestling fans and stuff. Well, and the funny part is, I bet I bet they find a way to watch it just because they want to see like. And that's one of the things we've talked about before, um, not necessarily with AEW in particular, but just in general, uh, especially with Impact, um, you know, something with the star power and, and, and guys that they had brought back. That that was what we, we had talked about before, you know, previously we were saying, you know, it, you know, you got to do some things to make me want to watch especially some of the, like, the haters, some of the people who just don't, that they, they, oh, you know, I, I haven't watched Impact since blah, 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 blah. So this will, like, 
AEW diehards are going to want to see what Kenny Omega is going to say on Impact. No matter how long ago mm-hmm. you may have watched Impact or if you even felt like Impact still existed. You're going to you're going to go watch now. And what it does is it brings a a sense I think I personally think it brings a sense of legitimacy back to Impact, not that I had lost it, but to some of these other fans because a lot you know if AEW if you feel like AEW is here, right? For example, and you think Impact is is so much lower, you're more you're more likely to respect Impact because they're working with AEW because AEW respects Impact enough to do this, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, one thing I have like a gripe I want them to do with um, Impact. Um, see, if they're going to be having this whole you know partnership together, I want. Matt Stryker to be on commentary. Get Matt and Rain off commentary. I just can't, I can't stand her on commentary, and also get Josh Matthews off commentary. I can't I can't stand them either. <laughs> and also trying to watch Twitch sometimes. I it's hard for me to watch that with watching. Um, who's Brian Cage's Melissa Santos? I can't stand hearing her talk like during every commercial break. I just can't stand that. Um, I think Josh Matthews is fine. No, my, Josh. Okay, actually, I, I accept. I, you know, I actually rather listen to Michael Cole than Josh Matthews. Jo- Josh, I think Josh Matthews and, and Don Callis were like a perfect. They, I think they meshed very well together. Him and Madison Rain. I rather. It was like two. They, they were trying too hard or something. Uh, but I, I mean, and also the little bit I did watch with him and Matt Stryker, I thought was good. Hmm. But yeah. I, I say, you know, have Matt Stryker on commentary. And, you know, I wish that Don Callis would go back to, you know, doing commentary. But, you know, I, I kind of understand, you know, how he's the executive. And, you know, it seems like he's going to be more in, a, like, a management role for, like, a manager role for um, for Kenny Omega here. But I think it's going to be interesting, you know, seeing, you know, different wrestlers, you know, maybe come over to uh, – AEW, you know, like Rich Swan, you know, Deanna Perrazzo, or maybe even seeing the Good Brothers, because I remember the Good Brothers tweeting a while back, you know, saying how they want to have a match with the Young Bucks over here, like, so that, you know, they can have some dream matches. So, you know, there, there's a lot of things that, you know, can go good for this. Yeah, I, I yeah. agree. Casey, thoughts on the uh, the main event and the partnership with, with Impact? Uh, I didn't really watch the main event because I was kind of speeding through to watch the uh, Sting thing and then to watch the end with uh, the whole Impact uh, deal or whatever. Um, but first of all, what is what is the deal with Impact or not Impact, but AEW? All the announcers turning into managers like first it was taz who like has been a manager for like 15 years now or uh, has been a announcer for like 15 years now or commentator whatever and now all of a sudden he's a manager and now don Callis is i mean i don't have a problem with it being a manager myself but like it's just it's it's weird and it's and it's noticeable too it's not like you know uh you know they spread them out but well, if, if JR anyway. becomes a manager, you know, we're all doomed. 
<laughs> also, one thing I want to add before you move on, um, I, I kind of want to add like how Impact, so you know, they taped the whole rest of their shows, so I wonder how they're going to like add this whole Kenny Omega thing into it. You know, what I mean, like, I mean, I know they can go back and like edit some things, but like, I wonder how it's going to work here. Well, with them not having fans, um, I think editing is not as hard. <laughs> anymore because they don't have fans so i mean i can throw you out there at any point and flip mm-hmm. that into the show like it's nothing i think but yeah um um anything else you had, you had Casey? um well i think first of all the the title change made perfect sense because um i'm pretty sure um they are going to be having a baby soon. Um, so I think he does need to take time off for that. Um, so it made sense. Um, I'm excited, you know, and, and this is another thing, like, I like kind of like DJ said, give us a reason to tune into impact, you know, and this is a, a perfect reason for, I'm like, I, I try to watch impact every week. I don't get to watch it. Like, I don't remember to watch it on Tuesdays every week, but I try to at least watch it by the, you know, before the next episode to kind of have an idea what's going on. But this, like, this makes me want to tune in on Tuesday. Like I want to actually watch it Tuesday night to see what, what's going on. Um, And I think impact needs to try to focus on doing that more, you know, get your viewership up, get your ratings up, have people watch it live. Like when it's actually on, you know, um, and I, you know, I'm definitely excited to see what this brings, you know, if this is going to be a long-term kind of like business partnership, I I think would be cool. Um, It would be awesome to see guys like, you know, uh, Daniels and Kazarian back, you know, having a match on Impact again. Um, you know, there's a bunch of guys that would be cool to see in Impact. There would be a bunch of guys from Impact that would be cool to see on AEW. Um, kind of, you know, even if they did sort of like a talent exchange kind of a thing or, you know, something, I, I think that helps kind of helps both of them. And like you were saying, we haven't seen anything like this in years. I think. I think the last time we really saw any sort of, um, you know, business partnership between two, you know, mainstream companies was back the mid nineties when ECW was working with WWE. And a lot of people don't even remember that. Um, so that is, this is definitely a, a cool, you know, Good news. Um, I want to see what Kenny's going to do on Impact. You know, is he is he going to have a match? Is he going to cut a promo? What's you know what's going on with that? Um, so I'm I'm definitely excited to tune into Impact next week. Um, let's jump into the uh, the Sting debut, uh, or you could say return to TNT, which <laughs> whichever one you want to say. Um, after the uh, tag team match with um, Cody Rhodes and Darby Allen, we're going against 
uh, Powerhouse Hobbs and why can't I think of my guy's name right here? Ricky Starks. Ricky Stark. I don't know why I, I can never think of that man's name. Um, yeah, I can't ever think of his name for the longest of time. I'm like, <laughs> what's his name? I, I know it's Starks. Tony? No, not Tony. No, no, Ricky. Yeah, Ricky um, Starks. Yeah, so I mean, this was a this is a pretty good match. I, I like Powerhouse Hobbs. He did some cool little power moves, uh, and and Darby's weird but cool. Um, and Cody looks huge. That like, it, like especially when they do a little silhouette thing with his entrance, like he looks like he like has hit the gym for the last year all day long. Like that man looks so like I don't know. Like I was like, is this Cody? Cody or is this some other dude? Like who is his name? And I mean he's it's been like that lately especially but and I know they even mentioned it on on AEW that he's gotten bigger but um but a- after this match they were attacking uh who was it? It was uh Taz's group which I can't think of their name either. I don't I don't know the names of the, the factions right off. Um except for the Team Taz is it Team Taz? Oh, is that simple? Um, it's Team Taz. <laughs> Team Taz uh, attacked yeah. uh, Arn Anderson, <laughs> Cody, Darby, all those, all those guys. Um, and then the lights go out. They, uh, they were actually like about to, I think, murder Cody uh, and Arn, like, <laughs> like it looked like. Uh, and then the lights go out. And Sting appears. Well, we of course we saw a little vignette type thing. And then Sting appears, which was cool. And it was cool uh, to hear Tony Schiavone say. It's Sting again. Uh, you know, I, I thought that that was really cool. Um, but I mean, this debut was cool. Like, even though I knew, it, I didn't know when it was going to happen, but I knew Sting had showed up on AEW. Um, it it was still cool to me. Like, it still was like, ooh, okay, okay, hey Sting, whoa, whoa, okay. Uh, you know, it's still like it was still fun. It was still enjoyable. Um, and I and you know, I really enjoyed it. I, I'm curious to see what they're gonna do with Sting. I think Casey is too. I guess we're all are technically, but uh, you know, curious to see, you know, what exactly they're gonna do. Are they gonna have him in the ring? Is he? Can he even wrestle anymore? Is it gonna be more of a, you know, is this a one-off? I don't think it's a one-off, but you know, is it a one-off? Is it a like a? Yeah, cause cause they said that he's signed to a multi-year deal with AEW. Yeah, yeah. So I mean. And I, I don't remember how old he is, but he's getting up there. So I, mean, I think he's like I think he's like in his sixties. I I heard sixty like, or like eight that. or something, sixty nine, something like that. Which I don't, uh, I wouldn't believe he's that old, but I guess it's possible. Um, but uh, I mean I, I'm in, interested to see what they're gonna do. This is cool to me. Um, real quick, uh, Justin, what what are your thoughts? He's sixty one. Uh, okay, sixty one. Um. What what are your thoughts on uh, Sting's return to TNT debut in AEW? Um, you know, so for the match, you know, I thought it was an alright match, but with seeing Sting debut, oh man! See, I saw this like I saw the lights go dark. I go like, ooh, this is interesting. I go like, is is Shaquille O'Neal finally going to show up here? Because you know, a few weeks ago they say you know with having what's what's her face? I can't think of her name on top of my head right now. Um, Jay, I think her name is Jade or something like that. I go like, oh, is this Shaq here? And I saw some like glaciers. I saw some ice and stuff. I go like, who is this glacier or something? Like, what? What the heck's going on here? 
And then I, I see the letter in space sting go across. I go, oh my God, I freaking lose it, dude. I just mark out so hard. I was trying to, and I was trying to FaceTime you, DJ, as this was going on. Cause like, I almost started, like I had some tears in my eyes. Like, like oh my God, sting. And I like how sting, he, you know, he went over around the ring to everybody. You know, he looked, he stared down Arn Anderson and then he even went to Darby Allen. He was like, yeah, I bet Darby Allen, you know, as a kid, you know, he was a, st- you know, stinger at once as a kid. And I also like how he went up to, you know, Cody, you know, had like a little face-to-face confrontation with him. Um, and another thing I like during this, I like how um, how on the commentary team they were saying, oh, you know, it's been, you know, since 2001 of, you know, March 31st, uh, that was the last um WCW Nitro he was on on TNT. So I like how they were kind of going back on the date there. So that was pretty cool. Um but no, th- this was this was awesome seeing Sting debut. And like he just said, I'm just wondering like what type of role is he gonna be in over here? Like, is he gonna be wrestling? Because I don't want him like I wouldn't mind a match here and there, but I don't want them to do what they, you know, did in TNA where they have him wrestle every single week to feel like and he's just a normal guy on the roster because I want them to, this to feel special. And I, you know, I guess WWE didn't want him anymore. I go like, you know what? Go like, you know, he we got him in the Hall of Fame. You know, you know, finally got that checked off. You know, he's in the Hall of Fame. You know, we had him for a while, but I felt I felt like that WWE just had thought of him as like another WCW guy. I go like, oh yeah, it's all right. You know, it's cool that we have Sting, but yeah, we're not going to do very much with him. So you know, he'll go where he feels more appreciated. And he feels more appreciated in AW than I like that. Well, um, I, I mean, he did get a almost career ending injury in WWE. So true. <laughs> and people are comparing this to like, like when Sting, like these AW fans are comparing this to like Goldberg's, um, you know, when Goldberg came back, they're like, oh man, this is going to be terrible. Like, why is Sting here? You know, he's so old. Like, I, I just can't. I, I I don't know. Like, like just chill, people. Like, you, you haven't even saw the whole thing play out yet. You know, we don't even know what he's going to do yet. But I like that. I, I really enjoyed that. I, I marked the hell out for this. Uh, Casey, what were your thoughts on the uh, the debut? Uh. First of all, I was very impressed with AEW because, I mean, obviously it was it was spoiled for like DJ because DJ didn't watch. You know, if you if you didn't watch AEW live, it was it was spoiled for you because like everyone, you know, as soon as it happened, it was literally all over social media. It was all everywhere. Uh, but before that, like they kept this under wraps pretty well from what I had seen. Cause I didn't, I hadn't heard anything about sting coming to AEW or anything like that. And in today's day and age with technology, it is so hard to keep anything like this a surprise. I think the last big surprise that, you know, was successfully kept was the Hardys returning at WrestleMania. Other than that, like you find out everything on Twitter and on Instagram, you know the the you know the week before it happens because you know it, it leaks somehow. 
Um, but this was exciting. Um, I, I, I have mixed feelings because, you know, as a kid, Sting was my favorite wrestler. Uh, you know, I absolutely loved Sting growing up. But then you see, you know, I, I didn't like what they did with him in Impact. I didn't like what they did with him in WWE. Now it's like, okay, now you're now he's in AEW. What are they going to do with him? Um, and I'm also kind of torn because it's like I, on one hand, okay, if he has a match, cool. Um, but at the same time, you know, if he has a match, who does he face? And you know. People, there were rumors going around that you know, oh well, he faced off with Darby Allen, so he's gonna have a match with Darby Allen. Okay, let's say, let's say he has a match with Darby Allen or anybody on the AEW roster. If he goes over, you know, what does that do for the talent that he's facing? Doesn't help them at all. Now, if he puts them over, they just beat an absolute legend and that doesn't make sense you know so it's kind of like how do you book this and make it make sense both ways how do you make it worth it and i don't know how they're gonna do it again i I don't know if he's going to have any matches or anything he may just be there as like uh you know on you know a a non-active on-screen role or you know kind of like Arn Anderson and Jake the Snake and all them and just kind of be, you know, the kind of a, a mentor or something like that. I, you know, I don't know. Um, but I was definitely excited about it. I, I'm excited to see what he has to say next week because uh, they said he's going to speak next week. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. But it, it was good. I think the last thing from winter is coming that – kind of struck me was the uh the inner circle type thing with the possible breakup possible the intervention next week um that's interesting you know interesting um i'm i'm you know i'm kind of intrigued to to see what what's going to happen with that um but but, you know very very intrigued i love chris jericho's theme theme song by the way um i've been singing it all freaking day uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, that song is really catchy. Yeah. It, also, I think we talked about this the other day. How he's a heel and everyone sings his theme music, which doesn't make any sense. Like, stop it! No, either turn him face or change his music because you, no, it doesn't. No, stop. <laughs> uh, Casey, Justin, any any other thoughts on winners coming? Before we get into the um, the preview for War Games, I mean, maybe about the um, the whole inner circle thing. Um, you know, I thought you know that was kind of interesting because you know you just have MJF finally you know joining the inner circle here like a few weeks ago, and then now they're like, oh, they're kind of teasing the breakup here. Like what? Like then what was really the point of this? You know, for maybe MJF to this kind of cause of friction with the inner circle and like cause a breakup. I, I I have no idea like what really what was the point of it then. Um but I think it I think it's gonna be very interesting. Um but yeah that's about all I have on it. Alright um 
so uh, NXT TakeOver War Games. We'll do a little preview here for that. Um, I'm, I'm excited. Now, I know there's two War Games matches and a couple of other matches uh, on this card that I think are good enough to kind of excite you and, and, and get you going. So that that should be fun, I, I think. I, th I think there should be some, some, some good matches. Um, are you guys excited about this show? I don't know much about this show storyline-wise. Uh, I'm kind of excited to see Pat McAfee come back in the ring again. That'll be fun. Um, and just war games in general. War games is such a unique concept, and and I think it works. Uh, you know, I, I think it works, and I, I wouldn't say it's necessarily timeless per se, but it's it's so unique in the way it's presented, and I think they do a good job with it. Uh, it may be timeless. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but um, are you guys ex are you guys excited about anything in, in particular or? Have you looked at this card? I, I have. But oh my god! I, I have, um, and I'm still. Oh my god! I, I have, and and like the war games, of course, you know the the main event excites me. But at the same time, like there's other matches on this card that I'm excited about, uh, you know, too. So I mean, I I I'm 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 excited. I'm excited. I'm excited about this whole card. Like, you got the women's uh, War Games match, which looks amazing. Uh, the men's with uh, Undisputed Era versus uh, Team McAfee or whatever they're being called. I don't know. Uh, Leon Ruff, which I, have, I haven't seen too much of Leon Ruff. I've heard a lot about him, but I haven't seen too much. Uh, but... In a, in a triple threat match with Johnny Gargano and Damian Priest, seems awesome. I love Dexter Loomis and Cameron Grimes. Like they could literally have any kind of match ever, and it would be the greatest thing on the card. And then Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa, like that right there, is worth the price of admission even though COVID and you can't pay to get in. So, I mean, there are so not not. some fans. Oh, okay. I'll fly down there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I'm, I'm, I, I think cause <clears throat> like the concept of war games excites me anyway. Um, but like, I'm, I'm a little surprised they didn't have a North American title match on this card because it not this north, is, not, not north american sorry, title sorry sorry cruiserweight title match on this card um because phantasma that's not his name anymore uh uh escobar what's his last what's his first name darn it i can't so, think of it uh i don't hate talking about um phantasma darn yeah, it <laughs> but uh Legato del phantasma I, 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 like him, I like him a lot yeah santos escobar um, I like him a lot, and I'm upset that he's not on this card because he's he's one of my favorites. Um, that's the only reason I'm upset about. It. See, I, I feel like they should have gave the title to Isaiah Swerve Scott because no. I've been I've been I'm a fan of Swerve Scott. No, yes. Escobar is the best. The way they did that was amazing with him taking the mask off and like turning it like still like we Casey we, we talked about. Uh, using a mask in your entrance before. Like, I like his entrance, too, where he has the mask on and he takes it off. I think that's cool. What? 
who do you remember who that was, Casey? That we talked, we we did talk about that, but like I can't remember who it was that we wanted to see do that. It, was it an impact? I I don't remember. I I know we were talking about it, but I don't remember because we were like that would be really cool if he used the mask in the entrance, and now Escobar does it. And, but anyway, um, but yeah, this 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 should be exciting. Uh, starting with uh, Champa and Thatcher, um. I, I like I, I like Timothy Thatcher a lot. Of course, I like Champa. Probably one of my favorites. Um, it, it feels like Champa's just in NXT at this point. Like he's just like, you know what? We're good. I'm good down here. Uh, and he's just like in NXT at this point because he's like always he's always on the takeover card. But you never know what what <laughs> what kind of match he's gonna be in or who he's gonna be in it with. Uh, but uh, I mean, I, I I like it though. I, I mean, I, I definitely think. Um, I, I'm I'm ex- I'm excited for this one because I, I do like Timothy Thatcher. Uh, it's interesting that Timothy Thatcher is is on this card because I I like him, but I haven't seen much of him in terms of like what he's been doing in NXT because I haven't watched every week. But uh, Champa so, wins. I, I can go ahead. So like on the weekly shows, like he's been doing these um type of like vignettes, like how he's kind of like been training like these type of younger wrestlers and stuff and you know Tommaso Ciampa you know he's kind of pissed off you know like like hey you need to quit bowling these guys you know you know trying to you know but Tommaso I mean not Tommaso Ciampa but Timothy Thatcher thinks he's just you know training them but you know which in reality he's not you know he's just being a bully to him so Tommaso Ciampa's trying to stand up for them guys okay that's Uh basically the whole that's basically the whole gist of this yeah, because I haven't I haven't watched much of uh, NXT Weekly, so I, I'm kind of behind a little bit. I'm trying to watch a little bit of it before Sunday, but I don't know if I, I don't know if I catch up in time. Now that they're two hour shows, hey, um, or an hour and twenty six minutes or so, something like that. You know, if you watch it yeah, without the commercials, two hours with commercials. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm excited. I think Champa wins, even though he probably won't, because for some reason they just like them. They, they like to have Champa there to put over people. And this is shameful. He is one of the NXT's finest. He should win. Uh, but anyway, Casey, who, who who you got? What you think of this match? Talk to me. Uh, first of all, if they can't hack it, that's not bullying, okay? That is weeding out the weak. All right. Welcome. To the wrestling business, boys. Weeding out the weak. Uh, I want to say Thatcher. But I feel like Tommaso always comes, you know, finds a way to get the win. Finds a way to, you know, overcome... uh, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Tommaso, but he's on upset alert. He's on upset alert. <laughs> uh, Justin, um, after seeing what happened last week, you know, seeing Tommaso Ciampa, you know, get choked out by Timothy Thatcher, um, I'm gonna say that Tommaso Ciampa wins here because, I mean. Like you said, DJ, I mean, Tommaso Ciampa, you don't know really what he's doing right now. I'm saying, like, with a loss here, 
like unless they're going to move him up to the main roster, you know, I, I would say I would say have him win here. I say have Champa win this match. Yeah. All right. Um, moving into Dexter Loomis and Cameron Grimes in a strap match, which is uh, amazing. Um, this feud has been hilarious and amazing at the same time. Um, I'm going to kick it to Justin, let him give us the entire breakdown of this entire thing. Uh, and, and, and then, uh, cause, cause he, he probably knows even more than I do, but I, I, I'm, I'm excited because I, I remember, of course, seeing the the thing they did at Halloween Havoc. Uh, and this is just the haunted been, house thing, yeah, yeah or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, this has just been interesting. That, I, I, I've, I've really enjoyed it. But Justin, take it away. Yeah. So Cameron Grimes and Dexter Lumetino, they've been feuding ever since. Um, what was it? Yeah, that NXT take not NXT takeover. It was the NXT, you know, Halloween Havoc special. And, you know, Cameron Grimes, you know, he's been trying to run away from Dexter Loomis, you know, every single week. And, you know, they've been having some of these gimmicky matches, you know, like having them both like put, um, you know, have a mask over the face because Cameron Grimes, he hates looking at Dexter Loomis in the eyes. And, you know, he, he, when Cameron Grimes, you know, when Dexter Loomis had the mask on, Cameron Grimes is not afraid of Dexter Loomis anymore. Because Dexter, I mean, Dexter Lumens, he is a little creepy. If you if you look at him, he, he is a little psychopath. And I don't know. I, I cannot stand Dexter Lumens that much. I, I I mean, not Dexter Lumens. I can't stand Cameron Grimes that much. I, I, I don't know why. I, I like him as <laughs> Trevor Lee better. I, I don't know why. I just don't like this. This character is just, I don't know. He's, he's annoying, in my opinion. He's just annoying to me. Um... But, you know, this match basically got set up to, you know, to keep them both together so, you know, Cameron Grimes can't run away anymore. He's just a um, North Carolina country boy. That's it. That's that's the character, bro. That's the character. He's going straight to the moon. <laughs> bro, I, I, wait, wait. Cameron Grimes and Trevor Lee are basically the same character. <laughs> What this man? <laughs> um, but I'm gonna say that Dexter Loomis wins here. Um, yeah, because Cameron Grimes, you know, he's just been running away the whole time. From, so I think that Dexter Loomis is gonna get one up on him. All right, Casey. First of all, sir, that blindfold match was amazing. I loved it. It was. <laughs> fantastic and if you ever say anything negative about these two gentlemen i'm sending dexter loomis out to get you i mean i I wasn't saying negative things about dexter loomis i like dexter loomis even though he is creepy negative he he kind of i mean if i saw him in a dark alley i would not want to mess with him like that you're gonna wake up with him next to your bed he's gonna be under (laughs) oh shit dude i might want to watch out Anyway, any way, <laughs> I think this is going to be a fantastic match because Cameron Grimes is incredible. He is one of the best characters in WWE, period. 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 <laughs> When they put the T at the end of period, I don't know why. I don't know why the kids do that. I don't get it. I'm old, I guess. But uh, 
I still feel like Dexter. It's Lewis like is it's like gonna... saying loose instead of lose. I'm about to. I I yeah. lose. I loosed my phone. <laughs> I, I <laughs> loosed my phone. Um. Yeah. Also, apparently, Jazz is back in AEW. I think. No, Impact. Impact. Yeah, she's in the Knockouts it's Tag Team Tournament. One of the two. Yeah, yeah. I I was just going through the alumni page on WWE.com. But yeah, I, I thought that was weird. And she's bald. And I was I was like, okay, cool. She still scares me in ways I can't describe. Um, Dexter Loomis. But I, but I love Cameron Grimes. I do. I love him. Okay. I'm, like I said, I'm excited for this uh, just because I think these two do some really good stuff together. Cameron Grimes is hilarious. Um, so, like, that's why I think this works. And uh, Dexter Loomis is creepy, so <laughs> it works. They're perfect. Like, Dexter Loomis is naturally creepy. Cameron Grimes is naturally funny. So, there we go. Um, I feel like WWE, like, should probably have a clinic on how to get huge. Because Dexter Loomis is also bigger than he was when he was in Impact. Uh, so, like, it's like... <laughs> everybody's huge um but uh yeah i'm, I'm excited I, I think this is gonna be good and, and of course you know the whole premise of the strap match not being able to run or hide for for cameron ground so that'll be fun and it'll be interesting to see how he does try to run and hide because you know it's gonna happen uh so that'll be fun but uh i'm, I'm gonna go with uh dexter loomis wins this one um i don't know who's won in the past i think dexter loomis almost killed cameron Grimes one time uh but yeah, I'm gonna I'm go. I'm, I'm going with Loomis. I think. I think Loomis. To the North American title match, uh, the North American champion Leon Ruff, um, Damian Priest, and Johnny Gargano go at it uh, for the North American title. Of course, um, this is interesting too. I don't know much about. I don't know much about the storyline. I don't think there is much of a storyline besides Johnny and, and Damian were going at it before. Leon Ruff came and won the title, and now here we are. But go ahead, Justin. You you know more. So, so it was basically so a few weeks ago, um Johnny Gargano was doing like the spinning um it was like the wheel and like whatever person landed on that so Johnny Gargano rigged it to go against Leo Ruff. Leon Le- Leon Ruff. I, I don't know why I keep saying Leo. So, and then Damian Priest, you know, he was out at ringside. You know, he, like he was standing like in the crowd and stuff. So he was kind of being out there, you know, kind of to distract Gargano. And you know, this was Johnny Gargano's first title defense. And you know, you know how they deal with every Johnny Gargano title defense? He loses the title. And guess what? He lost the title here. And, you know, he was saying that, you know, this is a fluke. And it, it was funny, you know. Um, Leon Ruff, he, you know, he grabs the title. He run, he runs up the stage with Damian Priest. He, they try to put the title around um, Leon Ruff, but the title goes straight to like drops down, like you know, drop, like dropping his shorts basically. But no, he drops the title like down to his waist. So I thought that was funny because he can't even put the title around his waist. And and then they had like a week, a match the week after. No, yeah, they had a match the week after, like it was a rematch for the title. But Damian Priest came out and um, took out uh, Leon Ruff. Yeah, Leon. Ruff. Yeah, Damian Priest took out Leon Ruff. You know, so that Leon Ruff could retain the title that way by disqualification. <laughs> and then um, Leon Ruff was saying, you know, hey, 
I they because they were talking about it was Leon Ruff and Damon Priest talking about stage. He was like, "Hey, you think I'm a joke? Also, like like everybody else in this company thinks I'm a joke." So it's like, you know, what? I'll take on both of you guys. You know, I because I could do this myself. And of course, um, it was last week they had Kevin Owens on. They had like uh, the Kevin Owens show. And Leon Ruff, you know, he was getting a big hot head, you know, saying that he's going to beat Damian Priest and he's going to beat Johnny Gargano. But who I think wins this match, um, I think Leon, Ru- Leon Ruff's title is going to title brain is going to end here. And I think that I think that Johnny Gargano is going to become the third. You know, he's going to win the North American champ- championship for the third time. I disagree. I think Leon Ruff is going to survive and win and he's going to retain the title. I think it's going to happen. He is a tiny little bugger, but he's going to survive. He's going to survive and he's going to be still your North American title champion, not title. He's not going to, he's not going to be the physical title. He's not that small. Okay. Anyway, uh, Casey. <laughs> uh, I, I, I also, think that Leon Ruff is going to retain uh, because I think I think Gargano and Priest are going to be too focused on each other and that's going to kind of be their downfall Um, and he you know Leon's going to find some way to use that to to his advantage to to get the win Uh, so I, I I'm going with Leon the rough one. All right. Uh, moving into the female war games match, which I'm excited about too. Um, with Team Shotzi and Team Candice. Team Shotzi being Shotzi Blackheart, Emma Moon, Rhea Ripley, and Io Shirai going up against Team Candice, which is Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez, and Tony Storm. Um, this is a, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. Uh, I'm gonna say the 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 faces win here because I think the heels got to win in the men's match, and I th- don't think you can have two face teams win in war games back to back or two heel teams win in war games back to back. So, yeah, I'm gonna go with Team Shotzi. Team Shotzi wins. Um, I, I I'm interested to see what all they're gonna do in this match because you know war games matches are crazy uh, and wild and ridiculous. So. I'm I'm excited to see exactly what's gonna happen, um, especially with Shotzi because she's kind of crazy anyway. So that'll be interesting. I I feel like somebody's jumping off top of the cage. It's gonna happen. Gotta happen. Uh, it's got to. So that that'll be in- interesting. But uh, I, I'm excited. I think it's gonna be good. Um, let's go to uh, Casey first. Um, I'm gonna go with the lady team. The, the team with the ladies. Because, um, yeah. So, yeah, Team team Shotzi. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right, hmm. Justin. This is a hard match for me to pick here. Because hmm. you, you got some really good stars on team, team Shotzi, you know. You got Ember Moon on here, Rhea Ripley. You got the NXT Women's Champion on here. But again, since they have the advantage, you know, going into this match, 
I'm going to have to say the heel team wins here. I'm I'm saying the heel team. Win. I'm saying Team Candace wins here. Wait, Team Canada? No, it's Can- I Candace. The same thing. I say Candace. <laughs> okay. <laughs> team okay. Canada. Yeah, Eric, Eric Young is in this, and Scott Demore. Team Candace. And PD Williams. <laughs> Who else? Keep keep it going. <laughs> I'm done. Bobby Rude. Bobby Rude. What's he doing? He's supposed to keep it going to the. Uh, the men's war game match, which I'm excited excited about, um, with of course the undisputed era, and um, Team McAfee is it Team McAfee? What do they call? Um, yeah, I don't think they have like a specific. They don't have, a, name. They don't have an official name. Pete Dunn joined them recently, uh, too, which was cool. Um, I like this kind of like a what? A, you, it's like an NXT UK type team or something. It's cool. I, I'm glad they're finally doing something with Danny Birch. And uh, Oni Lorkin, because it took forever. Like, we were like, these guys are awesome. NXT's like, we're not going to book them. So, like, I'm glad they finally did something <laughs> with them uh, and put them with Pat, which was cool. Because uh, we were all wondering, like, what they were going to do with Pat. And, of course, Pat can't take out the Undisputed Era by himself. So, you know, th- I-, I think this has been cool. I, I want to see some of the, like, promo work and stuff that they've been doing to build up all this stuff, because I haven't really watched much NXT to know. But, um,. Of course, it already kind of had a backstory with, uh, with Pat and Adam Cole and the Unspeed Era in general. But how did, you know, kind of how did they add the other ones in? Uh, it, it would be very interesting. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm excited. I'm glad Pete Dunne's a heel again because that 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 needed to happen. Uh, but I I think I think it's it's not a lose lose. But I think you definitely mess yourself up if you don't let. Pat's team win this match because Pat already lost to Adam Cole. The Undisputed Era are already established. I don't think they lose anything from losing this match. They they just don't. Whereas Pat McAfee's group is new. Like even Danny Burch and Oni Lorkin, who I think are NXT Tag Team Champions, but still they still got a lot to prove. I think to the NXT audience. So I think with that being said, with Pat having a lot to prove. And his tag team, of course, having a lot to prove. Pete Dunne doesn't have a lot to prove. But with those three at least having a lot to prove and Undisputed Era kind of having that one up almost, I'm, I'm going to have to go with, with, with McAfee wins. Yeah, McAfee's team wins here. I, I, that's how I feel. Justin feels like – Justin seems like he uh, disagrees. So I'm going to go with Justin. Um, yeah, I, I do disagree because I really don't think that Pat McAfee's team is going to win here. Because – you know, the UE, I feel like they've been kind of built, like, as the underdogs here. You know, like, with the heel team, you know, Pat McAfee, you know, Pete Dunn and Danny Burch and, and Oni Lorcan. They've been, um, you know, they've been, you know, more of the heels here. And they just, and with the Undisputed Era just returning, yeah, they're not, they're not going to lose. They, they aren't losing. You and Casey, looks like he disagrees. Casey. <laughs> Team Pat McAfee. McAfee. How do you go against Pat McAfee? How? How? The greatest punter of all time on the Colts. 
I can't think of any other punters off the top of my head. So he's the best. And not just because he was on the Colts, but also because he was on the Colts. And he's freaking hilarious. My my new thing, just in general, my new scheme of things is uh, whoever's funniest, I'm picking. So Cameron Grimes, funniest, pick him. Pat McAfee, funniest, going to pick him. Shotzi Blackheart, I'm sure she's funny. Gonna pick her. I don't think either of them are funny in the Oni Lorkin, Timothy Thatcher match, but they Oni Lorkin, both... Timothy Thatcher. You mean you mean Timothy Thatcher and I freaking forgot who Champa, he was facing. Champa, there. Champa. Yeah, you said Oni Lorkin. I got so excited about the Oni Lorkin. Uh, yeah. He's funny too, uh, but he, you know, uh, uh, Tommaso and yeah, I don't see either of them having senses of humor. I don't, I, I don't, I don't. So, right there, you got to go with uh, with you know logic. But, uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna also side note. Where, where's the the NXT title? Where that though? Yeah, where Finn Balor at though? I think Finn Balor should be. I mean, he should be on this team some way. Where where that though? Where, where? he should have just defended the championship. Uh, well, I mean, he hasn't been really booked up to face anybody like with these recent How weeks. Dare you not book the champion, Le champion? How? Chris Jericho. No, real Le Champion. <laughs> and also, another thing, another reason why I think <laughs> that the Undisputed Era is going to win is because, like, unless they're going to move him up to the main roster, you know, I wouldn't see, you know, why have him lose here? And I, I don't know what they're going to do with the UE after this. Maybe go to Monday Night Raw, but, or SmackDown, whatever they choose to put him out on the main roster, but. I mean, who knows at this point? I know. <laughs> do you know, though? I do. Alrighty. Um, so that'll do it for our preview and review of certain shows that we did. This thing here. Uh, our review of Winter. I almost said Winter is cold. Uh, <laughs> winter is coming. <laughs> <laughs> Winter is <laughs> definitely cold. Yeah, you're right. Winter is cold. Uh, our review of Winter is Coming. Our preview of NXT TakeOver War Games. Um, so I'll do it for that. Definitely hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, we'll see you guys on whatever the next video may be. Uh, I'm not, not certain about what that's going to be, to be honest with you. But we hope you will uh, join us whenever that time comes. Um, once again, if, you, if you're watching on Facebook, watching on YouTube, subscribe, like, Blase, blase, share on either one of those platforms. You can listen to us as well. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and there's other ones I don't even know. There's so many platforms out there. You know, whatever your favorite is, we're probably there, possibly. And if we're not, you write them and you say, the Instant Classic Wrestling Podcast is not on this platform. I gotta know why. So, so then you can help us out, you know, you know. But nonetheless, definitely hope you guys enjoyed. Until next time, we'll see you when that next time is.